This is the city. The city of Absalom. The city at the center of the world. Absalom is celebrating the Radiant Festival, a three-month festival of epic proportions held once every hundred years. The celebration attracts all types. Tourists, performers, merchants, inventors, as well as unsavory types, petty thieves, gangs, cults, and criminal enterprises. That's where we come in. We protect and serve. We are the agents of Edgewatch. Hey everyone, welcome to Roll for Combat, Agents of Edgewatch. I'm your GM and host, Steven Glicker, and in this week's episode, it's time to party hardy with the Roll for Combat crew as they continue their party machinations. So welcome to the first episode of 2021. Hopefully it's a little bit better than last year. But to kick off 2021, I have the longest episode of Agents of Edgewatch to date. This one's a meaty one, nice and long. It actually covers the rest of the party. I felt, eh, I didn't really want to cut it in the middle of the party. I could have made the party three episodes, but I figured let's just go through the party. Let's get it all finished up. You guys can see them actually role play. I know it's crazy, but they can role play at times. But yes, you get to see them role play and actually interact with the party members get some clues, and get prepared for the big finale, which will start next week. I'm not giving out any spoilers here. I'm just telling you this is going to be a big party episode and probably the most role-playing you've ever seen from these guys. Maybe ever. I mean, they actually can role-play, but it's different because I ask them for background information, and I give them all these leading questions as to what their connections are to the rest of the world. And by doing that, it gives me a chance to tie in options and make them have some role play elements and connect them to the rest of the world. The problem is a lot of them, when they filled out these questionnaires, they just gave me backstory about their characters. They didn't give me their connection with the world. And that is kind of a problem for someone like me it's nice because okay i know their characters and i know their motivations and i know who they are and what they became but it's a subtle difference is that if you give me an outline of your character as opposed to an outline of who you are in the world and what connections you have with the world it's very hard for me to come up with those connections on the fly so you know i actually took this episode as an opportunity for me that's right me as the gm to learn more about the characters i didn't even know as much about these characters until we actually did this episode so it actually helps me out listening to them interact with other pcs and npcs so that i can learn more about them 
and I can learn, well, let's be honest here, I can learn how to mess with their heads, that's right, how to mess them up later in the adventure, because, you know, I'm the GM, that's, that's my goal, I have to, I have to make things interesting, I gotta add some conflict, and it can't all be combat, but I really wouldn't worry, because this adventure is so jam-packed, I didn't really feel the need to add a huge amount of role-playing elements. That's something else. Some of these adventure paths are just like non-stop, well, adventure. <laughs> See what I did there? So some of them just are just one action sequence after another after another, and they are just packed to the gills. This adventure path is that in spades. There is so much going on. That even if we just touch a little bit on each character's backstory and the role-playing elements, I think the story itself is so strong and they're doing so much. I mean, even look at this adventure to date. What are we like, 16 episodes in? They're practically already third level in like two days and they've done so much. They've done more in 16 episodes than some of my other adventures do in 40 episodes. They are just, it's really a lot, this adventure path, which I like, but I don't feel the need to go into the role-playing aspect nearly as much because the adventure is almost taking care of that. Don't worry, I'm gonna be tying these characters into the world of Galarian and the city of Absalom. You're gonna see connections and role-playing in the future Right now, though, it's all action. When there's a natural break, I will make sure that we get into, well, everyone does have a backstory and everyone does have interesting aspects to how and why they became agents. So I'm going to go through all that. Oh, one more thing I wanted to note. Something I've noticed is that there seems to always be small nods to popular culture in a lot of these modules. And... I have to think this is completely on purpose, but we notice that there's a lot of references from one of my favorite movies of all time, Flash Gordon from 1980, with the soundtrack by Queen, no less. One of the few soundtracks Queen ever did. That and Highlander, two of the greatest soundtracks ever. And by the way, two of the greatest movies ever, like the definition of the 80s. But anyhow, Flash Gordon, one of my absolutely favorite movies of all time, period. There's a lot of references to Flash Gordon in this adventure. And when you hear them, I did not add them. That was actually written in the adventure. So it's, it's pretty funny. So check that out. Obviously, the author was doing an homage. And there's a couple of other small homages to other 80s movies and cultural icons in this adventure. And I think, you know, as we go through, we actually like point those out. So make sure you check those out. Anyhow, let's go to show notes real quick. So a few things for 2021, I'm mixing a few things up. First of all, if you go to the Patreon, I'm changing the Patreon. If you donate $5, you can listen to us live. That's right. We record these episodes every week live you can come hang out with us used to be 10 bucks now it's five bucks the other thing is if you then donate ten dollars i'm going to give you free mug and other free cool stuff so not only will you still get to listen to us live 
and you know get our eternal thanks and gratitude but we're going to give you free stuff as well so that's the big change to the patreon this year is that for five bucks that's all you need you can listen to us early and not only do we record the episodes but we really have a lot of fun i actually let you guys come in talk to us we sit there and talk about movies or geek culture for at least half an hour to an hour we basically this is the schedule we goof around for half an hour to 45 minutes then we actually play the game and then we goof around for another 15 20 minutes afterwards and that's it that's kind of the schedule every week and we usually record on sundays and mondays it's different every week it depends on our schedules but we always start around 7 30 8 o'clock eastern and we go to 11 o'clock eastern at night so that is our schedule for the week so if anyone wants to listen to us live and check out the show Five bucks, just go to patreon.rollforcombat.com. Also, don't forget, do check the Discord channel. Just go to discord.rollforcombat.com. And, of course, do check out Jason's Talking Combat every week, where he discusses, well, every single episode. So make sure you check that out. But with that, let's get to this week's exciting episode of Agents of Edgewood. So we'll quickly go to Lomang. Lomang goes to hell. That's where demons belong. John Stats is playing Cadet Dougie McDougal, a human ruffian rogue. Red lanterns drench this room in bloody light, illuminating walls painted with fiery pits and rocky crags. All of the tables here are inset into waist-high pits in the floor, and the bartender stands in their own bottle-lined pit in the center, sporting either a tiefling brown horns or a set of remarkable fakes. Elaborate torture devices stand at the ready all around the room. That is what you see. Hmm. It looks like you're in hell, and there's torture devices everywhere. What do you do? I order a Bloody Mary. <laughs> Chris Beamer is playing Lo Mang, an orc tiefling monk of the crane style. And when you order it, they ask you, do you want real blood or just cranberry juice? Uh, wait, uh, when you say real blood, what, are, what do you mean by that? Like real blood from what animal? Oh, and he looks here and they have a, they have a wide selection of Someone's blood particular. that you your Bloody Mary. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'll pass on the real blood. Oh, okay. A virgin Bloody Mary coming right up. <laughs> That's <Exactly>. funny. <laughs> Just tomato juice for me. There you go. There you go. Ah, yeah. So what, what, what goes on in this room? Oh, well, the room challenge here is very simple. Just consent to be tortured with the butterfly boots. Butterfly boots? Hmm. What are those? Oh, they're imported from uh, Tanzania. They, uh, you know, you lie down and put your feet inside it. And then, um, you know, they pull a rope and it just rapidly closes on your feet using large boards. Extremely painful. Sort of feels like the flapping of butterfly wings, except way more painful. Yeah, that doesn't sound... Is it? Does it do any permanent damage? It's all... It's all kind of not lethal. I wouldn't worry about it. You'll you'll snap out of it pretty quick. And look at you. 
He's looking at your hooves. He goes, looks like you belong right here in hell. You, you shouldn't have mm, any problem. Yes. I'm sure it won't hurt you too much. I mean, how, how sensitive are your hooves there? Uh, I, 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 can, I, can take, I can take the pain. Um, is there like a table in here? Yeah, there's tons of tables. All right, so I stand up on one of the tables and I say, Hear me, I shall accept the challenge of the butterfly boots. Mm. And with that, you see a very large, intimidating man with a gaudy amount of jewelry and a shirt hanging open to reveal a large chest tattoo of the Eye of Aerodin. And he says, Excellent. Come, good sir. Sit into my apparatus. Mm. Okay, I do so. I first I slug down the rest of my Bloody Mary, throw the glass to the ground, and I, I'm ready. He says, oh, excellent, excellent. He says, I'm very impressed, and look at you. Do you work here? He's very impressed I... by <laughs> yourself being yeah. in hell, no less. <laughs> Uh, yes, it, it does fit. I say, as you can tell, I, I do not have feet mm. as as a normal person does, but uh, I am very fleet of foot, regardless. Uh, no, I do not work here. Yeah, I I do not work here, but I am looking for work, and uh, that is that's one of the reasons I'm here, possibly as a guard. Mm. We shall see. As I have infinite connections, and you realize. You are talking to uh, Jeremy Hoff, obviously. This he, is Jeremy Hoff? This is him. Don't blow me. man and himself. Oh, no. I'm very <laughs> nervous now. <laughs> and and uh, he's, he's quickly lying you down, tightening the straps on your legs. He's fascinated. He says, I'm very fascinated to see how this would affect one of your kind. He says, look at you. Tifling on the bottom. Orc on the top. Mixed blood, quite unusual. Yes. And with that, he, he tightens them very, very tightly. And your feet are inside the apparatus of wooded boards. And he says, are you ready? Mm, okay, just I do a quick meditation. I say, yes, I am ready. Okay, he, he pulls the affixed rope. And the boards rapidly close, smacking your feet and ankles in the motion of butterfly wings. Give me a fortitude save. Uh-oh. Do I have any more hero points? Nope. I didn't have a 10-minute rest. Doesn't matter. It's a fortitude save. <laughs> That's not how it works. <laughs> All right. I'm just worried. All right. We'll see. All right. Not bad. Uh, not bad. Uh, 17. Uh, well, the, the, you um, you you take it. You take it. You're, you're taking well, the smack it. and you smack it. You, 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 you're once again off into your meditation, off into your happy place. Yep. And uh, after several rounds of torture, and this, by the way, is a torture device, uh, like a real, real to God torture device, you uh, you realize it's over, and you open up your eyes, and Jeremy Hoff is smiling, and he's like, "Very impressive, very impressive indeed." Ah, uh, thank you. Who might you be, good sir, orc? Uh, my name is Subatai. Subatai, I will remember that. Uh, so I'm originally from uh, a, an orc clan, but I've seen the ways of civilization and have moved to Absalon and been looking for work. But, mm. but yes, that was a very interesting uh, uh, sensation. But uh, and I stand up and I start like clopping around, <laughs> shaking it off. 
But, uh, yes, as you said, no permanent damage. I think I feel fine. So you obviously are not born of Absalom. You're not from here originally, but you've migrated here. Yes, I have migrated here. I I ran into some trouble with some Pathfinders and a dwarf, and uh, I had to had to heal at a temple nearby where I was trained in uh, internal discipline, which is why I'm able to take the take the pain of such thing. I see. I see. Yes, Absalom is obviously the greatest city in all Galarium. And all those born from Absalom are the finest folks in all the world. You, ah, good so sir, <laughs> must know this as you obviously left your horrific homelands. I can only imagine what bestiality and horrific things you must face out there and came to proper civilization of Absalom. Is that not so? Yes, that is so. Um, orcs have a tendency to do things a certain way. I did, and I've come to see that that is, uh, it's, it's, it's not how a civilized society should be. And I do find that Absalom will be my new home. And I hope, I hope to uh, make my mark here. Yes. Yes. Well, hopefully your descendants will find their place and become true Absalomians as you yourself are just a local immigrant a foreigner but there's room for everyone <laughs> yeah i could tell you it's very accepting uh well you uh must be the distinguished uh jeremaine hoff yes of course i am i don't remember you on the guest list but then again there were so many hangers on and so many people but you said you were here for work i am obviously always looking for day labor and other people to work on one of the many many projects around the city i do hear that you are a renowned uh, labor leader in these parts and that you are the man to talk to about work of all sorts of course i, I did hear some some rumors though recently yes about some day laborers that disappeared maybe they quit maybe they left uh but maybe that creates an opening for me what 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 laborers are you talking about? I have so many projects. You're gonna have to be a little bit more specific. Well, as I as I was uh, mentioning earlier, um, I was I happened to see some unpleasantness uh, near the uh, pagoda that they were building. It was uh, under construction, and there were still two or three or four more floors to be built. And there was some unpleasantness with cobalts. Uh, the government was involved. And there was, from what we heard, that there were some laborers who had gone missing. I think they had some complaints about something. I don't know if they're complaining to you, but uh, that they there was the rumors on the street are that they may have befallen ill will or some kind of foul play. Mm, yes, the Dragonfly Pagoda. That's right. Interesting. Yes, uh, a couple of the crew did come to see me, complaining about the quarters I set up for them in greats. Well, I was fearing, you know, their complaints might reach the ears of the architects and harm my perfect reputation. So, of course, being the perfectionist that I am, I decided to appease them and agreed to pay for better lodging. I, uh, I believe they 
went and stayed in some hotel called the Dreaming Palace. But that's all I know. I'm a businessman, not a nanny. <laughs> you mean the Dreaming Palace is where you put them up? I believe that's where they all went, yes. But, you know, if the work crew ran off, well, that's on the architects, you know, for bringing in their own foreign workers when my own people would never abandon a job half finished. Those foreigners, they never do as good of a job as an Absalonian would. Right. Well, that's what you get with you have to pick from outside laborers and know it that I even though I'm from the outside, would never do such a thing. I would I would never even think to complain about any kind of conditions. As long as I am earning a, a pay and I have a floor of dirt to sleep on, I'm fine with that. Well, I, I do warn you, you know, a lot of the locals here are fed up with the hordes of newcomers. And, you know, an inevitable consequence of the Radiant Festival bringing so many foreigners to our great city. So I would be on the lookout because... I wouldn't be surprised if someone like yourself might go missing as well. Oh. Not that I have anything to do with that. No, 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 good sir. But you do stand out. Yes, I do. Yeah, I'm a transient. I hope to fit into Absalon society and become a citizen one day. That is the yes, plan. Yes, that is the plan. I assume all that are not from my wonderful, wonderful city hope to one day become true Absalonians. So anyway, so I say, you know, the, once this Radiant Festival is over with, uh, all of most of this riffraff will clear out. So I wouldn't worry about it. But uh, thank you for your challenge. It was greatly appreciated. And uh, if, if you do possibly could find an opening for me somewhere, uh, feel free to, to look me up. What's the district that we've been hanging out in lately? You're in the Precipice District. Yeah. So I tell them I'm, I usually, I'm, I'm, often I'm in the Precipice District. But I do wander the city, he says, I will remember you, Subitai, half-orc, half-typhon. Very, very unique. I shan't forget you. And by the way, he towers over you. Like, he is really? he's gargantuan. Like, this is, he, he, like, you've met people, and you've seen big people, and you've seen big orcs. This I'm guy is person. close to an ogre. <laughs> really? Yeah, is, he, he, is, he, is he human? Like, yeah, what he's is humans. His... He's enormous. Really? He's like the kingpin of crime. Well, the kingpin of crime, perhaps. <laughs> he is, uh, yeah, he, he's laden with jewels. He obviously has this huge tattoo prominent on his chest of the Eye of Aroden. And he seems to love Absalom. Yeah. Absalom Ar first, I believe, is the term he's using. <laughs> But I have the eye of Aroden is that's that Aroden god that's dead, right? Correct. Yeah, it's interesting. But that god does not exist anymore. Now, um, that, now, do you have anything more? And we'll quickly go back to Gomez. Oh, oh, so um, he was um, up to. I, 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 with that, I because I don't want him to linger too long here because this guy's dangerous and he's starting to, you know, really take notice. So yeah. Sort <laughs> of back away. Yeah, he's he, definitely noticing you. You stand out a little too well here. Yeah, I know. Yep. Gomez, did you figure out the puzzle? I, I figured it out the second I saw it. Seth Lipton is playing Gomez, a goblin elementalist sorcerer. Uh, so it's it just it's just it's just doing the technicality of exactly how the swaps work. So Gomez Gomez looks at it and sees and sees an image in his mind of the story unfold, uh, the mortal and the inevitable and the protean on one uh, on one uh, side of you know, he imagines a river and he imagines a boat. When one side of the river 
the boat is his magics and he says protean come with me protean goes into the boat takes him to the other side then he alone goes back to visit the mortal and the inevitable who have been discussing philosophy this whole time and says mortal come with me leaving the inevitable alone the mortal goes with him into into the magical boat goes to visit the, the protean the protean says ah now i will be able to corrupt the mortal no you will not into the boat what do you mean into the boat i'm going back yes you're going back mortal stay here protean into the boat protean goes back well at least i'll be able to kill the inevitable when i reach the reach the opposite shore no you will not protean protean off the shore inevitable into the boat inevitable into the boat leaving the protean to grumble at, at his loss of his uh, bloodletting or his uh, or his corruptions uh it takes the inevitable to the mortal the mortal and the inevitable continue their philosophical discourse while i well he returns again alone to collect the protean and then all three go to the spire i believe that's correct the math checks out so with that do you go over and announce the answer to the person by the chalkboard the day's logic puzzle take the read of the room and uh uh what else is going on in the room and what is kind of the nature of the puzzle like the, the like what what does it look like the purpose of the puzzle is is it is it is it, is it just an entertainment for people sitting down or is it like uh like does it look like you know you got to solve the puzzle in order to get a seat like what, what like what's the what's the what's the context uh everyone here is intellectuals it's like a truman capote party everyone is uh trying to challenge each other with more and more complex intellectual curiosities puzzles andy warhol's there the factory's there yeah every yeah exactly. Algonquin round table <laughs> you got it it's very much like that like this is where the geeks are hanging out from the party <laughs> okay so uh i i will just wander from table to table just kind of overhearing conversations trying to find the most interesting one and i'll wait for somebody to challenge me and ask me about the about the puzzle okay as you as you walk around you see a female dwarf and she seems to have huge amount of papers in front of her and you can tell that she has a, a wide variety of puzzles and she is not just solving this one but coming up with new ones for people to you know try to challenge themselves when this one's way too easy and she looks at you and says good goblin did you figure out tonight's puzzle Oh, it's a very, it's actually quite like one that, uh, it's quite like one a friend of mine told me uh, just recently. You see, he had some uh, labor issues and I swap out, I solve the puzzle, but I swap out the masons, the, the dwarf stone masons and the kobolds and the foreman of the job at the location for the different characters in the puzzles. So uh, so the solution is the same. Like if the dwarves and the kobolds are together, the dwarves they'll, they'll kill each other. But if the but if the uh, like the dwarf and the and the and the but if the uh, foreman and the kobolds are together, then they'll cheat the kobolds. Like I like I weave that into like weave that into the whole narrative and and I solve the puzzle. And, uh, and and then at the end, after solving the puzzle, and I say, but the problem is at the at the end of all of this, the dwarves are nowhere to be found. Did you hear that? Like, did you hear about that news? It was quite a mystery. And so I try to cleverly, in that way, uh, impress them and see if they can uh, uh, reveal uh, anything that they know about those uh, dwarves. So the female dwarf looks at you and says, "Well, I guess that's an interesting take." I meant. 
this is the plane shift problem and of course you can change the participants to anything you wish it's sort of a take on a classic puzzle the one you talk about uh, it sounds like poor economic classes trying to see their way out of poverty as a result of intellectual inferiority or sheer laziness it does not surprise me that they all die I absolutely agree, but the thing that makes this one fascinating is where the other one is in the hypothetical and merely a thought experiment. This one actually happened. Do you didn't hear anything about it that they do, or do you anything about what happened about the dwarves? No, of course not. I'm sure those of poor intellectual stock all just killed themselves. It happens all the time in Absalon. That's why you must surround yourselves with intellectuals and those of the highest class. Don't you agree, good sir? I see the way you're dressed. You must be a learned man. Uh, yes, definitely. I, 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 I do indeed. And like, and then I'm like, okay, so this person doesn't know anything. And uh, I, I looked, at, I look for the hors d'oeuvre tray. <laughs> okay, you, you, you look for the hors d'oeuvre tray, and uh, she, she, she does ask you a little bit more while you're eating. She does come over to you and says, "So, what do you do, good sir? As you appear to be." of lowbrow goblin descent, but yet I can sense a regal intelligence beaming off of you and the way you dress so impeccably. You, you must be a learned man and accomplished much in your time here, I would think. All right, so I'm going to use uh, Diplomacy and Deception, and I fake being Nyx Nox, and I tell the story about how I'm not actually a goblin. I was actually a... Uh, a servant of a wizard and that's where i get my erudition from you know because i was not born on the streets and i and i try to impress her with this uh with uh, this story about uh how i was the uh like apprentice to this wizard in a dungeon and then came in and i dropped the name of the black lodge fascinating fascinating so you were created out of a mistake of magic wow I've heard a lot of tales in my time, but this one is the most fascinating one itself. That could be the utmost puzzle of how you were created. Who was your master, may I ask? Uh, I try to remember from the from the dossier I read, like who the master was. Yeah, you can make up some names. She's like, okay, I uh, I must find this man and see if I too can create goblin folk like yourself. And I say, well, unfortunately, he's deceased. Oh, that, that's oh. actually why I'm, uh, or he's vanished, actually. If you do find him, tell me. I would love to meet him again. But mm. uh, uh, that's that's why uh, that's why I'm with the Black Lodge of the Pathfinder I Society. See, now. I see. It's Pathfinder. So I'm surprised they were allowed into this party. I have nothing to do with them. Uh, myself, she goes on to explain, I'm a Wilford Stoneborough. I'm the head of Stoneborough and Associates, the most prominent real estate development firm in Absalom. I doubt you've heard of me if you're part of the Pathfinder Society as, well, we don't do much business with them. Well, uh, truth be told, that's part of the reason why I'm here. It was trying to make more connections because you see we're, we're establishing various lodges in various places and uh, uh, seeking to expand. And so making contacts with uh, artisans and uh, uh, construction firms is, uh, part, is part of the reason why I'm actually enjoying this fine, uh, 
uh, soiree, trying to make connections. Uh, and are you sure that you don't know anything about uh, about those stonemasons? Because their their reputation preceded them. I'd really like to meet them. No, no, no. I, I've just been making a killing off new deals in the Precipice Quarter. I've been selling real estate left and right. In fact, I mean, of course, the Grand Lodge is here, but I wonder if they might want a satellite office in the Precipice Quarter. That might be of interest, but no, I'm sorry. I know nothing of uh, any dwarves or any other missing people like you talk about. All I am interested in is real estate and real estate brokeraging and making deals both legal and uh, those a little shadier okay so i say oh that's oh i understand what a pity well good day and then i leave uh with the subtext being if she does know anything then maybe there's a deal in it for her but if she doesn't know anything about this specific deal then forget it okay well, you leave. <laughs> she doesn't know anything that you can tell. All right, fair enough. And uh, like, and then I, I mingle for a while and see if I pick up anything else from any other tables. Um, not really. So what I would recommend is maybe you guys all regroup, share notes, and then go from there. Because there's still several more rooms for you all to, uh, <laughs> let's see, there's still one, two, three, four. Hey, look at that. Uh, more rooms for you to, to hobnob in and find out information about. I love we've get, we've gathered more intel on the criminal underworld of uh, Absalom as cadets <laughs> than the police force has. Jason McDonald is playing Basil Blackfeather, a Tengu empiricist investigator. Why? Just because everyone here is incredibly shady and doing illegal guilt deals left and right, and uh, it's sort of like a, a who's who of uh, of criminal elements. Oh, like, like like all of this stuff is just like we're taking notes, man. <laughs> like this is like we this is the wire, and we are the wire. We are the. So the real wire. question is: Is did he actually help them, or was sending them to the Dreaming Palace the way to get rid of them? Because yeah, because he's, he's racist as shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's more like cityist, like whatever that would be. Because with their told, with their tools having gone up for sale, that sounds like something bad still happened to them. But I mean, we certainly have enough to pursue as a lead. But do we want it? We, we do we want to do the rest of the rooms and just see if we can find out a little more? Definitely. What did you find at the access room? I, I think I think I didn't find Dick. Like uh, they gave like, you a, like it was just like end. that. It was just like that like that contact blah 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 shady business person like uh, nothing nothing like about, nothing about these dwarves dealer? like 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 very pointedly nothing um, about these dwarves i don't know if you guys got what i got uh there's a female assassin cast hamish uh she's hoping to join the uh red scorpions one day is it red scorpions or scarlet scorpions? red mantis oh red mantis red mantis all right but that that's pretty itch well, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, the one thing I, I mean, that live ochre jelly, that could be, if you want to get paranoid, that could be like human oh, remains. Yes. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking that so. too. Totally. Yeah. That's oh, right. well, and also, we, we, oh, my we, God. We killed that thing already. No, no, they're talking about, no, we killed a, a gelatinous cube. It seems like we met. Oh, it's no, a we gelatinous cube. That's right. Oh, this is yeah, the yeah, next. Yeah. This is the more powerful. This is like a even more powerful than the gelatinous cube. Ochre jelly is like a like a single cell. Like it's blob. an amoeba. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's, it's the blob. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's nasty. Um, 
Yeah, they're, well, so it looks like yeah. we met like members of the Assassin's Guild, the Thieves Guild. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, what else? They, uh, Shady General, Guild. General Fence. Yeah. Teamsters. You know, Teamsters. Like, 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 the, like the construction company well, underworld Chris, you guys, met the, like the, the mafia. The, the head honcho. Did you learn anything from him? I did. I mean, first of all, he's very uh, Absalonian centric. He does not like outsiders, doesn't like immigrants, anyone who comes into a city. So, uh, but also, he did sort of circle around to these uh, these missing uh, laborers, and it seems he says that he put them up at the Dreaming Palace, or that they were that they were staying there last. So that's a definite solid lead of a place to go check out. But we should definitely see if we what else we can gather here and take more notes. Yeah, the real question then is: Do we want to just pick them at random, or do we want to talk to Phrasma again and have her? Because there's a little bit of picking the challenges that are right for the right people. Because, well, maybe we go as a group and then to see what oh, challenges is best equipped. Yeah, I, 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 I like I like that idea. Now, now that now that we have agency and we're not being told to go to a room. Yeah, and then we're also kind of into bonus time in that even if everything falls, you know, things fall apart, we still have enough of a lead to go on from here on out. So, so so let's let's go party. Woo! Yeah, well, drinks are on Dougie apparently. Dougie did notice Dougie did not mention uh, that he's got an open yeah. challenge at the one bar. <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, I was victorious in my challenge. I don't know about you guys, but it was a pretty easy challenge. I got eaten by a griffin. I'm not very happy about that. I was victorious in both my challenges. Come to think of it, I'm the only one who really didn't do well. <laughs> well, you just had you just had like yours. Yours was just a roll, you know. Bad it luck. Like it was just like, are you going to get eaten by a griffin or not? Good luck. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> There was no real, uh, yeah. There was no real talent to it. It was just yeah, there's no well, figuring it out. There's no, there's no figuring it out. All right. Well, I, yeah. I mean, we, what else? What other rooms do we have? We have heaven. We could do heaven, abyss, Ab- Ab- Abaddon, whatever that is, and maelstrom. Let's go to Abaddon just because that's the one we, we have no idea what the hell. It yeah. Is. That's all right. I, I like that. I want to know what that is. Alphabetical order. That's the neutral evil one. I mean, abyss is chaotic evil. Hell is lawful evil. Oh, look, maelstrom. I don't know what the hell that is. Neutral. Yeah, Ma- maelstrom sounds maelstrom sounds chaotic neutral to me. Heaven's chaotic. lawful good. Axis is lawful neutral. I bet. Absolutely, that's what that was. With the logic puzzle, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. you can go to Abaddon, and uh, you you walk into Abaddon as a group this time. This nearly empty room is noticeably cooler than the others. Guests sit on the bare stone floor, or chunks of rubble. The walls are painted with scenes of a vast wasteland and erupting volcanoes, and a spherical light fixture on one wall only barely illuminates this room, thanks to a dark circle of metal that eclipses it. A horse skull mask obscures the bartender's face as she sits cross-legged on the floor, surrounded by her bottles and a single, conspicuously, half-full chalice. You see, the bartender is taking all the leftover drinks, and she's pouring them into the chalice. And you're realizing that this chalice is filled with the dregs from the other drinks. That's oh. a hairy buffalo is what that is. Well, well, as you say that, you see her take what you believe might be a slug 
in her hand and she squeezes it and the contents of the Ooh, slug go into the chalice. And then she drops the slug in for good measure. Shoot the worm. <laughs> wow. Now in first edition, Tengu's had a had a racial trait that like was that like could eat anything and they actually had bonuses for eating nasty stuff. Well, that's actually in second edition, but I think it's a feat. Okay, and then a feat I did not take. Really. <laughs> you need grubs. Prestidigitation does like that, allow yeah. you to alter the taste of things. Do you think I can get away with it? With can I, do you think I can cast a spell on the sly? Probably not. <laughs> I was gonna say if they've got like high level bouncers and stuff and yeah, put totally. all this together, they, they, they would frown on cheating. And and with that, you actually see someone. You hear someone saying. I accept the challenge, and they're all like, "Ooh!" And everyone's like, you know, placing their bets. Old Woody, and it's a it's a large man who uh, who who walks over, and he he looks at it, and everyone is is uh, stealing themselves. He, he takes he takes his hands, he puts them on the side of the chalice. He's putting his head away because he doesn't want to smell it, and then he tries to gulp it down in one gulp, but halfway through chugging. He immediately drops the chalice, spews it up, and throws up all along the floor. And obviously fails horribly. And everyone's like, ah! And you see everyone like like placing their bets and changing hands of everyone who bets. And then she, uh, she quickly takes the chalice, laughs a little. Doesn't really clean it out that well, just sort of like shakes it a bit. And starts taking some more drinks and other concoctions and putting it into the chalice for the next challenger. Who do we think wants to be the sacrificial lamb on that? I have a very uh, good fortitude well, save. Is this, is this that's, alcohol? That's right. Ba- Basil has a delicate palate. It's, uh, there's alcohol and other things. And uh, there, there's a lot in there. there there's... Uh, there, there's um, I always think of this. This actually was in the movie. Um, it was the Scorsese movie. Um, Gangs of New York. If you remember, there's a scene in Gangs of New York where they had the woman with the claw knives and the teeth. And yeah. she's drinking from the barrel of all the leftovers. That is what this is. And Oof. then some. <laughs> she is a dead rabbit. Um, yeah, I am. I, okay. I stand up on. Is there any chairs or anything? I want to stand up high no. again. No chairs. It's no everyone chairs? sitting on the floor. It's all like Abaddon appears to be a wasteland. That is where you're at. A cold wasteland, no less. I stand on Dougie's shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> and I say, I, Subatai, accept your challenge. And they all start their, you know, oh, wait. everyone's starting to place their bets. Placing their bets. And the bartender looks you up and down and says, you look like a strong one. And then from underneath the bar, she pulls out a concoction made of wood. Yes. <laughs> and this one is made out of green wood. And you can actually see mold. Lots of oh, mold no. and even a few mushrooms Don't sprouting. Would that, would that be mold, Woody? <laughs> that would be mold woody that's right the the evil sister of old woody the, the rc cola of old woody that's right <laughs> and she takes it and pours a little in there and like flicks a little bit of the mushrooms and uh 
and um, uh, moss in there as well. And I'm you so actually, sorry. You actually <laughs> see it steam up, and you think you saw a little shape of a skull appear, like they did in the uh, in the Bugs Bunny cartoons. And you're like, "Wow, I, I don't know what I just came myself." She's like, "Hurry, drink it quick before it dissolves the cup." <laughs> <laughs> the spoon I, she I, stirs it with melts. <laughs> I do a, a snap judgment nature check just to see if this is just going to outright kill me. Smart, smart. If that, if I can do that, yeah, you do it. I do it. Um, yeah, it's not going to kill you. It's, it's okay. it, worse. It's going to make you sick. But it looks like the challenge is not only to drink Sickened. this concoction in one one swig, but then to put on a, a face showing that you accept it and that you don't puke up or squirm or anything. Okay. All right. Hurry so, up! Hurry so up! I do it. So I do it. I chug it. Okay. Fortitude save. <laughs> All right. You can feel it in every cell in your body. Whatever this was. Yes! Ooh, 24. <laughs> nice. And you're like, you're like, just another Saturday night for Lomang. <laughs> I put the cup on my head and I yell a battle roar and I, I, I put a big grin so I can see Will it. Will save to hold it down. Oh, no. <laughs> After all that flourish. Oh, getting back. Getting back. A 15's not terrible. Get, get that presentation ready. Uh, for for a split second, you almost felt it coming up. <laughs> oh, and then no. you're like, you're like, oh, mental capacity must use internal techniques. <laughs> and you do. You like use the internal techniques of pushing it back down, and you successfully drink the chalice. I think I think your stomach used orc ferocity. Oh my god, I don't feel so good. But I do I do I don't let anyone know that I don't feel so good. I make it look like it's nothing. And and you everyone cheers and you did very they're very impressed, especially drinking the mold woody. Of all the ones to The drink, mold woody, yeah, the, the mold added woody, yeah. That's that one's the one that's really that, that takes a that takes a real man to drink mold woody at that. Tomorrow am I gonna sprout an additional arm or well, something? Tomorrow you're gonna be sprouting a lot of additional things, <laughs> I tell you. Mostly mushrooms, and and with that, a uh, a a male elf who is horribly drunk comes over to you and is like, oh, "I was I was really impressive. I have to say, I I think you're the only person that's all here tonight actually drink that thing and not throw up all over the place. I really I'm really impressed." Uh, yes, it was not easy, but I I have studied at the monastery to be able to uh, to do such things and. And plus, I'm an orc, so you know, there's that. Who might you be? Uh, I'm uh, I'm Lombo, the zombie. Uh, I uh, I'm uh, I'm a regular here. I'm you know I really can't afford my bar tab, so I'm just you know sitting here. I drink the the plague chalice to cover my tab every so often. Uh, you, you, you wouldn't mind uh, buying me a few drinks, would you? I mean, uh, sure, sure. You look like you could use another drink. Uh, <laughs> you are, you're a, a classy man, I can tell. <laughs> Anyone who can drink the chalice and survive. So wait, you drink and, that chalice because it's free? Is that what you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, wow. what can I do? I, you know, I'm, I'm down on my luck. I tell you, I, I used to right. be a really successful burglar. But, really? Uh, yeah, but I've had some, I've had some really horrific things happen to me, and now I, I can't do it anymore. I can't do it. 
Why not? I've, I've, seen, I've seen things you shouldn't see, I tell you. I tell you. Really? I'm... Well, let me buy you a couple of drinks. Let's discuss. Oh, okay, okay. And sure enough, he starts, he's like pounding them down. And he's like, and what's your name? Uh, what's My your name, name is Subatai. Subatai. That's a lot of words. I just call you Sue. All right. <laughs> yeah, just uh, don't call me yeah. late for dinner. And an orc named Sue. I like that. I like that. Sounds like the beginning of a song. So, I tell you, no one believes me. But like, yeah, like, like a month ago, I, 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 and he's like keeping his voice down. He goes, yeah. I was abducted by these gray-skinned beings. They're turned. They're called Durgos. And, and, and while I was sleeping, they paralyzed me. They took me down to the lair in the Undercity. And they conducted all these strange experiments, and then they returned me back to my bed. And hmm. no one believes. No one believes my story. But I'm trying to drink to forget those horrible, horrible experiments. They the graves did experiments on you. Is that I what was, you're telling I me? I was there. They took me. I swear, they've been taking people from the city. Especially now that there's the Radiant Festival going on. They're taking everyone. They're doing weird experiments on there. I was down there for weeks, I tell you. Weeks. Well, if you were down there, you know, perhaps there was a, you could answer a puzzle that, that's been going around on the streets in my district about these uh, missing laborers. Uh, stonemasons had gone missing. Perhaps they were abducted by your Durgos. Yes. I guarantee it. You, you know it. I'm sure. I'm sure they're... When you see them again, make sure you ask them. What experiments they performed on them? I mean, well, where, where do you know how you got there? Do you, do you know where they live? Like, maybe I can no, go check it out. No, I was paralyzed and I, they took me down there. And all I know is I woke up, I couldn't move, and they were just doing experiments on me. My my eyes could see, but my mouth could not scream. It was <laughs> terrible, terrible. I tell you, terrible, terrible. Mm, right, let me buy you another drink. Oh, um, man, wow, that man. sounds terrible. Uh, but do you see it on how do you get to the undercity i'm relatively new to the absalom myself i don't know i was i i don't really take jobs anywhere else i usually take jobs you know usually up here i would steal things from like homes or hotels they're they're really easy they're, that's the best place that's how you go there because all those newbies and out of towners and they bring all their expensive jewelry that was my favorite place to go i tell you i tell you i love i love <laughs> going to to hotels that was that was my favorite so i don't know i don't know mm. anything about underneath it. interesting he's like kind of like rambling off so what do i know about undercity like is that a thing like i know the under yeah you guys were just there i mean that's huge i mean uh, this sounds very wishy-washy like, yeah it sounds I mean, like he's saying he's got it abducted by aliens yeah, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, abducted by uh, undead aliens. Yeah, yeah, because the grays. Interesting. Well, um, but then when, well, one last thing is when you were abducted down there, you, did you see anyone else down there? Like perhaps these uh, stonemasons? There was like six of them, right? No, I don't know anything about these stonemasons. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, what, what do you do? What do you do? Maybe you could hire me. You know, I, I, I'm sure if I sober myself up, I'd be able to be pretty uh, useful. What, 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 what uh, no, actually, I need work myself. I, I'm sort of, uh, with the festival, I'm taking on odd jobs as I can find them. Because, I mean, look at me. I look like a freak. Who's going to hire me? Yeah, yeah. You would be bad at burglaring, too. You'd stick out like a sore thumb. I don't exactly. think you'd be a very good burglar, I tell you. The occasional 
pocket I could pick. But, yeah, you know. maybe. You know, one time I, you know, I burgled a hotel once, and and uh, once uh, I've seen crazy things. Uh, Which I, hotel I, would that be? Oh, I don't remember, but because I once stayed at the Dreaming Palace, and I, I was, I always was looking for a place to store my my belongings, and I couldn't find one. You know, you were at the Dreaming Palace. Really? I was. You know, I think I might have broken into that place, and I think, I think that's, I, I was there. And uh, they had amazing security. I, I went in, and all of a sudden, two statues in the room came to life and attacked me. I was about to open the safe and take out the jewelry from the people that are staying there, and I barely escaped with my life. I tell you, those those hotels, uh, you know, you got to be careful of the fancy ones. The really fancy ones, that's where the best stuff is, but they got the best security, I tell you. You, got, you might want to just hang out around the flop houses. You won't get as much. But, you know, you find this stuff, uh, I think uh, I, I saw Leah in here somewhere. You can give it to her. She's the best fence in the business, I tell you. Yes, we, I know her. Yeah, yeah. That's... Oh, yeah, I used to sell my stuff to her all the time. She's great. She's great. She'll buy anything you want, anything you find. You. So the dream, yeah, the Dreaming Palace. It does. It's, it has high security for just for just a hotel. So, uh, yeah, they state of the art place. I wouldn't go anywhere near that place unless you got some real bank. But then again, you must have bank. Look, you're here. Look, you're talking to me. You're buying me these great drinks. Why don't you just you, you wouldn't mind buying me a couple bottles, would you? Uh, I will not buy you a couple bottles, but I'll buy you one cheap bottle. Oh, cheap bottle. <laughs> Good enough. Good <laughs> enough. Better than nothing. <laughs> he looks at the Magnum. He's like, oh, that's my bottle. There you go. That'll hold oh, me over. The Magnum, yeah. <laughs> Suit yourself. Well, uh, good, good to meet you, sir. And uh, I hope you feel okay in the morning. I know I won't. Oh, no. It's all one blink blur to me. One day after the next. And he's just like drinking and like he's like about to pass out on the floor. All right. So I think we're, we got enough from him. So, well, you got three more rooms or you can call it a night. Whatever you want. There's no rhyme or reason. Those are the only things left. You can even go back and talk more if you want. Dougie wants to yeah, go to I'm, heaven. Right. I'm, but I'm sorry to be so I'm sorry to be so dense, but uh, just like forgetful. But uh, what exactly is our mission? It was to find the stonemasons, period. Or it was to find a stonemason for some extra purpose that we need more information about exactly what we Your exact mission was to talk to German Hoff and find out where he put the stonemasons up. And the only way you can get there was to come to this party and get in touch with him because he's completely protected. Plus, he owns this place. But while you're here, you're able to find out other information. Now, there is one more thing I want to mention. There are actually 20 names on the list. Because there are other people that were missing. Uh, the night guy, the, the veterinarian that he was having the affair with, that wizard guy, uh, Kurt Kebenis, or whatever his name was, the wizard guy from The Apprentice. So there's other people that have gone missing. It just was five people in one place was your biggest lead. But you do actually have a list of other people as well. It's true, yep. Oh, uh, I see. All right, well, okay, so so Stonemason, that box is checked. We can return to, to base, tell them the, 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 the name of the place where this guy put him up, and that satisfies that quest goal. Uh, but we also have loose ends of various people who have also been missing. There's a whole bit, there's been a thread 
of missing people and it kind of looked like they just might have been missing but maybe there's more nefarious things that maybe we could tie all that up into one big plot if we investigate further that's what i'm hearing yes i think we need to go to the other rooms just to get yeah also i think we've learned a lot about the general criminal underworld that's not such a bad thing either all right i'm for that so who wants to to take point and i'll tag along dougie doesn't want to go to the abyss he wants to go to elysium well, it's right here. Why don't we just go there? You already went to it. Yeah, let's all, let's all just go. Let's all just go to the same place. Oh, well, you, have, you said, what's heaven? You said there's heaven, heaven somewhere. You Heaven's in the upper right-hand corner. You've not been to heaven. You've not been to the oh. Maelstrom. And you have not been to the Abyss. Those are the three ones that are left. Let's go to the Abyss. And then let's go to heaven. Yeah, let's go. That, and then we go to yeah. finish off with Maelstrom. And then we're done. Maybe heaven would be the nice dessert. <laughs> that seems like that's, that seems like it should be a nice place. Keep it, John. Keep in mind, we don't have to actually do the challenges. We can just go to the room and check it out. Yeah, I know. I I, I worry about evil influences. So to the abyss. Yeah, to the abyss. Gomez, Basil, I'm I'm, I'm in there outside the door. I'm going to look into the abyss, and perhaps we'll look back. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You walk into the abyss. The walls of this room are painted with capering demons of all varieties. There's no bar here, only a collection of glass cases that stand like pillars throughout the room. Inside each case is a bottle surrounded by a different form of unpleasantness. Worms, scorpions, blood, and worse. Oh, so much worse. You see people putting their hands into some of these unpleasantness and then suddenly screaming and pulling them out and like waving their hands uh, in their air and you realize that is the challenge of this room to get the expensive top shelf alcohol by putting your hand through the nastiness it's basically the flash gordon put your arms <laughs> in. Much. This is a gnarled tree stump exactly it's, it's there's a gnarled tree stump and they're, uh, they're gonna tap it a little and have the little thing come in and and you know, sting you and kill you. But don't worry about that. That's not worry about that. So, um, yeah. We don't need alcohol, though. We don't need the top drawer alcohol. Well, and, and there's the one that everyone seems to be going for is uh, the most disgusting one of all is there's some here with bull's blood. There's some here with manure. There's some here with worms. There's some here with biting insects. But the most gross one of all is a mound of boar worms aka rot grub Mm. and you have to put your arm into the rot grub to get out the survivor food challenge is what it is (laughs) put your hand in the box is it the gum jabar it's brandy from the wood sedge distillery that burned to the ground in a riot 16 years ago you can't even get this stuff anywhere else because it doesn't exist and everyone's trying but everyone's failing miserably because that is fear is the mind killer that's right I think it is not spaghetti and peeled grapes. I think there's real things in there. So what is the challenge exactly? Put your hand in and get the bottle. That's it. Put your hand in the box. Hand in the box of rot grub? Yeah, put your hand in the box. They put a little needle to your neck, and if you pull it out, they kill you. You Right. Uh, Nature check on what rot grub is. 
uh, well, it's actually Thuvian boar worms. Or boar worms. What the hell is that? Yeah. Um, they just, Another you know, burrow into reference. your, <laughs> they just go into your flesh, poison you, and then, but what you do is you just, these look like these are babies. They won't, like, burrow into your brain. You just, like, have to squeeze them out. It's like popping a zit, only with worms. What, what, are, those, what are those creatures on SETI Alpha? SETI Alpha 6 or whatever? Uh, yes. SETI Alpha 5? Yeah. Oh, SETI Alpha 5. <laughs> the, uh, oh, I don't remember, the earworms, whatever those yeah, things yeah, are. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, well, that's it. And uh, while you're doing that, a woman comes up to you, Lomang, and it's she's a female gnome, and she has an incredibly low-cut dress, mm. short red hair, long opera gloves, and you can tell that she's definitely a, a woman of the night, a madame, if you will. And she looks up to you and says, Ooh, you are a mighty fine tall drink, I must say. I imagine a strong man like you would have no trouble fetching me that oh-so-delicious brandy. Hmm? Mm, interesting. Well, uh, it looks a little dangerous. There's worms in there, and they don't. They look, look kind of angry. I don't know. Mm, well, what's your... Who are, who are you, by the way? Oh, she like does a very, very low bow, and like half of her cleavage falls out. <laughs> She's like, "Oh, I'm Molly Crimson. Very, very nice to meet you." She's like, "I'm sure if you've ever visited one of the many, many brothels in the the city, you've uh, met my girls." Ah, are you a you you're a madame? Huh? Yes, yes, of course. Well, it's like, you're not one who visits the houses of pleasure, but if you ever do, just drop my name and uh, say that uh, we met at the house I'm of pleasure. I'm new in town. I just got off the carriage. Well, in that case, you must visit one of the houses. If you give me that brandy, I'll even give you a special discount. Really? All right. All right, I, I, I size up this challenge. So it's just there's a bottle inside this thing. I have to, I have to actually stick my hand into the worms so they're touching yes. me. You have to put your hands all the way into the worms, into the box, pull out the brandy, and that's it. I can't uh, smash the thing and then pull it. <laughs> there's no smashing. It's literally, it's like a large box. It's like bobbing for apples. And inside of the bobbing, instead of apples, it's worms. And at the bottom... Uh of that is the brandy somewhere you have to fish around for it all right get your medicine kits ready <laughs> <laughs> okay you know what i have bested every challenge that i have faced that's in this true. place that's true you'll be fine i fear nothing you'll right. be fine i go for it okay do you know the riddle of steel or the riddle of flesh uh, flesh is stronger. That's right. Flesh is stronger. Put your arm in. <laughs> I do. I do. I do. Give me a fortitude save to oh, fight God. off those worms. They burrow into your flesh. All right. Here Eat we go. From the inside. Yes. Boom. Twenty-two. Your flesh is way too strong, but some of them start, and you grab the bottle but as you're pulling out they, they they go with vigor and they try again give me a reflex save as All they right. start to attach to you and you have to like shake them off not too shabby 
18. Not too shabby. He pulls his arm out, and not a worm is in sight. And she, she gives a little clap, and she's like, everyone in the room was like, ooh. And you're like, flexing your muscle a little, and like, no worm can burrow through my flesh. Yes. And, uh, and, I, and I stand up. Is there a table? <laughs> I like to do my stand up and speech to the crowd. Uh, there's no table, but you can do a little speech to the crowd, sure. Loving, 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 yeah, yeah. loving. Shoot the worm. Ha! <laughs> I'm not going to eat one of those things. <laughs> don't, don't peer pressure me because I just might. Okay, so what do I have in my hand? A bottle of yes, rum? A bottle of brandy. A bottle of brandy. Some of the top shelf quality that's gone for 16 years. There's glasses all around this place. And she immediately takes a big glass and holds it up up to you, waiting for you All to All right, so I say, her. hear me, Subatai, to the victor go the spoils. I crack off the top, I take a big swig, and then I pour her a big cup of it. Oh, she's like, she, she likes what she sees, and she takes a big old swig, and out of her cleavage, she pulls, like, a chip, and you realize that this is something that you can use in one of her houses of pleasure. Nice. She's is it like, for free? Uh, she's like heavily discounted. Heavily discounted. Nothing but the best. Nice, <laughs> excellent. Thank you. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, you're new in town. You said, what? What? What you doing here? What? What brings you to uh, the festival? I presume. The uh, festival, yes. Pretty much for the festival. That's why most of us are here. I tell you, business has been booming, booming. I tell you, is, love is, the festival. Is brothels? Is that illegal? <laughs> no, of uh, course uh, not. No, I don't ask her that, but do I know? Oh, uh, no, they're not. They're not. They're illegal. not really illegal. No, okay. of course not. They're uh, they're an advanced culture. They're completely legal. Uh, other things in the brothels might not be legal, but the actual brothels themselves, are like the legal. opium smoking and eh, the gambling. Eh, you know, maybe there's a gambling den or poker room in a couple of them. Don't worry about that. We got a lot of criminal leads to follow up on. Oh, <laughs> you, you guys can make a career out of this place. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, she, she's asking you about what you're doing here, what type of girls you like. You know, she's like, since you're an orc, she's like, you know, she's, she wants to find out your taste and where you're staying so she can give a little word ahead of time. So uh, get you hook, all hooked up there. Look at that, Sumatai. You're going to be, uh, <laughs> you're gonna be uh, quite busy. you got a lot of dates coming up. Oh, uh, yeah. Hopefully my gold will last. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right, so yeah, so I so I, I say, well, you know, I, I tried to get some uh, work, you know, being that I want to see the festival and have some extra money, so I tried to get a job at the zoo, but the owner of the zoo was missing, and and, and, and the, the vet, the doctor of the zoo, was missing, and then I heard some workers, some dwarven workers around here somewhere were missing. Yeah, and with that, she like pulls out the eyes of Absalon, uh, today's paper, and she's like, "Look, look, today's paper. That's exactly what happened." And she's like showing you the article, and right there on the article, which you already saw this morning, because you know you were there, uh, <laughs> is the article about the watch going in and fighting off crazy animals that were all diseased. And she's like, "Look, look, that's exactly what happened. I told you, diseases. Look." The animals were yeah. crazy. I bet you the people got killed too, and then the animals ate them. That's it what could, happened. It could be, and then and then, but you think that they might be diseased, might, and so they're covering it up or something. Yes, in fact, that makes total sense. And she's like showing you the eyes of Absalom. She's like eyes of Absalom. I tell you, if you knew 
don't read the official papers. It's all propaganda. The uh, real stuff, right here. Eyes of Absalon. Everyone else will tell you that it's it's fish wrapping, gutter uh, trash, that everything you read in here is all secondhand, thirdhand, none of it's true. It's all true. Best reporting in Absalom, I tell you. Well, hmm, that is disturbing. And you, you have some of your girls that went missing, you said? Yes. I bet yeah. you they went to the zoo. I wouldn't be surprised if they were eaten by the animals. In fact, I'm going to go find out. I'm going to go down to the constable and find out if they did any autopsies on those animals and see if any of their stomach contents had my missing people. Yeah, do that. I will. And report back to me. <laughs> mm, you bet. You tell me where are you staying. She wants all your information, Super Tie. Uh, I've been moving around. I'm sort of a transient at the moment. Well, if you need permanent residence, you know, my girls would happily put you up for long-term stay. It's a little expensive, but I'm sure you uh, will find it worth your while. Oh, I might take you up on that. Well, in the meantime, I think we're going to go check out, uh, my friends and I are going to go check out Heaven. Oh, Heaven. Heaven is heavenly, I tell you. But I was waiting for someone to uh, get that awfully beautiful bottle of brandy. Well, you here, you can, have, you can have the rest. I oh, <laughs> and she pulls out like another chip and she gives <laughs> one right. to each of her fr your friends. She's like, here, right. here's one for each of you. And you all have four little chips. I like that. If you, if you guys don't want your chips, give them to me. Uh, you can you can have uh, Dougie's chip. He doesn't want. Uh, he, he doesn't. Yeah, yeah. You, you can have my chip too. Wow. Damn. Damn. <laughs> okay. She she goes on to explain. She's like, and also we even have a little bit of gambling in some of our establishments as well. If you're into that. Well, someone would have to teach me, but yes. Gambling? You need to be taught gambling? Yeah, well, well, you, well. You teach me the game. I don't know how to play. Mm, oh, we'll I, I don't teach think you. you're supposed to admit that you're a novice gambler. <laughs> She's like, oh, we'll teach you. Don't worry. We have classes oh, for people cool. who are new. I'll enjoy your beverage uh, and we'll see you soon. I give, a, I give a nice bow and I say, let's head out to heaven. And we do go. Heaven. Red heaven. You, you quickly leave the abyss. Watch, this is the one that's going to kill me. And then you walk into heaven, <laughs> and it look. like blows your b brains. It's like such a big difference. You went from like the abyss of horribleness to beautiful, bright heaven. The walls of this very well-lit room are painted with blue skies and bright, fluffy clouds, except for the wall behind the bar, which portrays an enormous mountain. Wait staff drift between the tables wearing revealing white robes and fake feathered wings. A one foot high round stone pedestal stands in one corner. Uh, that's the whole uh, thing. Yeah, we're, we're, uh, I'll go to that corner, wherever that corner Let's is. Let's go take a look at the pedestal. Yeah. As you go to the pedestal, as you're starting to see a pattern in this room, most of the judges appear to be the bartenders, and it's no different in this room. The bartender comes over to you and says, Do you wish to confess your crimes? Oh, yeah, Dougie will do that. Excellent. If you give a true confession, we will then offer you penance. And with that, everyone's like, ooh, and they're all cheering, and they're all, like, gathering over. And they say, Criminal, approach the pedestal 
Uh, Dougie approaches the pedestal. Okay, you stand on top of it. It's about one foot off the ground. And you stand on it. And with that, you realize you're now in a field of something. You feel very truthful. You feel like you have to tell the truth. Oh, wow. No matter what. In fact, let's look up a... What's the spell called? Let me look up that Zone of Truth. Ah, Zone of Truth. That's exactly what it's called. This is actually... Taylor made for Dougie. <laughs> Dougie is very law-abiding, so... You must speak the truth. Yeah. Only the truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God. So you... Yes, so you're brought up onto the stand, and they look at you, and everyone's looking here, and they're like, confess, confessed your most damning transgressions. Confess something you've honestly regretted. Confess. Uh, Dougie says he has fibbed a number of times. That's awesome. They're, they're, they're waiting. Everyone's waiting. And you hear whispers in the crowd. It's like, I hope it's something juicy. I hope he cheated on like his girlfriend with his girlfriend's brother or sister or wife or dog or cat or something. Oh, this is great. They're like waiting to hear all the juicy details. Oh, yeah. The, like the confessions are that sometimes he threw contests so that the next best person... Uh, would win the contest and, that, you know, stupid little white lies that are just so ridiculously annoying. But he has like a whole catalog of them. Just like just lots of stupid little things. The worst, most boring things you can imagine. Yeah, the worst, most boring things. <laughs> like remember when they were interviewing Chunk in the... Uh, I was uh, just thinking the, the Goonies. Goonies. That's so and great. He's not saying anything like that. He doesn't, do, put, he doesn't make anybody eat a bug. He doesn't put tax on people's... Sh- he comes up with like, you know, I wore the same pair of pants two days in a row at you know at this even though that you know i'm supposed to wash him he has the worst worst he's we time when he knows his party and i spoiled the surprise yeah but the party yeah, was like, still a lot of fun <laughs> bad table manners and not regretting it even you know uh just the worst confessions that's great yeah he spoiled the surprise party because he asked you where you were going and you couldn't lie <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so give me a diplomacy or performance check to see oh, if you God. if you win over the crowd or not. With oh, your I'm so doing incredibly boring so stories. Okay, my diplomacy is great. We're gonna see twelve. As a, oh my God, you have a awesome. negative one on your diplomacy. yeah. I have a minus one diplomacy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, everyone is incredibly bored, and everyone <laughs> walks away hearing all these quote confessions and crimes. <laughs> and, and and the bartender looks at you and says, "You sir have led the most boring life I've ever heard." And he promptly kicks you off the podium. He says, "Who's a real sinner? Who has led a life of debauchery?" Who wants to confess something juicy? 
Ooh, ooh, ooh. Dougie says, there's one time where I didn't return a library book. I had it and I could have returned it, but I wanted to keep it longer for when we were supposed With to. With that, he, uh, the bartender actually nods at some of the bouncers and starts escorting you out of the uh, room because <laughs> you're so boring. Okay, so, so I want to interject. I want to interject and say, excuse me, bartender. I want to raise a point. And then I go, and then I, I rail on Dougie and I say, you are absolutely right. This person has done nothing interesting. He's done nothing. He's left a life of utter banality. And then I sum up and I go through the whole list and then I sum up with, and isn't such a wasted life the worst crime of all? And I try oh, to spin it on nice. him with my diplomacy. Nice. <laughs> okay, you can try diplomacy. It is a it is literally a popularity contest, and you lost the popularity contest. Yeah, yeah. I, try, I tried I tried to spin it. I tried to be the spin doctor. Okay, well, give me a diplomacy roll. Let's see. Ah, that's 16. not that great. That's actually pretty good. He looks at you and he says, "You got a point there. You got a point. Why don't you come up here? Tell us something. Maybe you uh the the audience is actually very interested in in hearing what Gomez has to say as uh." You know, not a lot of goblins around here, and uh, you are dressed to the nines, so they're very oh boy. curious All to right. see what, what stories you might have. Okay, I I, I, uh, I, I do uh, mock shyness. I do like, oh, no, 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 you would not be interested in, in the paltry crimes of, a, 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 of of someone such as myself, and, and, I, and I wait to get encouraged more. And then oh, I'm they're like, all oh. like, they're all like, oh, oh, come on, come on, come on. They're all like... They're all like clear cheering you on. He says, I bet you he's killed people. And someone on the other side is like, I bet you he's eaten people. It's like, oh, yeah, I bet you he's eaten lots of things that are disgusting and gross goblins, you know. Ooh, I'm curious to hear all the fun things he's eaten. Oh, yes. And it's like, I wonder what it's like in the other dark. Oh, it must be so much fun. Everyone's like very, you're hearing a lot of murmuring and all these like rumors and, uh, things they think they know about goblins they want all right to i i, I actually don't want to get in there because i don't want to reveal these but i get i get i get peer pressured into it like i realize that there's no alternative but there would be it we, we'd miss our chance if i didn't uh if i didn't submit to interrogation and so i i enter the zone of truth and i start with the entire uh like my backstory is that I was I was an outright goblin hardcore criminal like from my from the earliest time of my childhood up until I had the epiphany where I, I turned it all around and joined the force. So I so I start off with the tale of how I murdered and ate my brother when I was an infant. I start with that one. And then it goes down from there, <laughs> and, 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 you, and you tell me how long it goes because it can go for a while. Yeah, no, you could go, yeah. You can get to the point of, like where you're at your lowest debauchery, and then uh, it doesn't have to go that long. They're just looking for a right. couple. Of, you and, don't have to and, go like and, and, you don't have to go that long. And, and what I would like to do <laughs> is I would like to roll an intimidation check, uh, uh, le le leveraging that, uh, leveraging all the the depths of my uh, of my depravity, my my my, my, my Belasco esque, nice. Anton Levey esque de oh de depravities. Okay, go right ahead, Anton. Mister Crowley, that's my Alistair Crowley esque escapades as a child, <laughs> like Adam's family. But not funny. <laughs> Twenty-five. There you go. Yeah, more than enough. Everyone is like horrified. In fact, everyone—it's—it's it's always like people like this who think they want to know what's going on, but when they hear this and they realize you're inside the zone of truth, 
everyone is horrified and you see everyone going white and they're like starting to walk away and you actually hear someone like throwing up in the corner and they're realizing wow this has gone way too far and they're uh, the bartender is like uh uh, 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 uh okay you, you won you you get uh here, here you go and he gives you a, a a house cocktail as your penance and he's like i think i think we've heard enough uh, i think uh, i think you uh, belong here uh but you've you've made the crowd went from very very excited to horrified to terrified <laughs> like they, they they actually don't want to go anywhere near you you're very very horrified good job all right so i say to absolution and i'll i'll down the cocktail in one gulp Okay, it's very, very strong and very spicy. And you're like, "Woo! That, that was that was a spicy meatball." And with that, a uh, a male human walks up to you and says, "Now that was quite a tale." And let me tell you something: I've heard quite a number of tales in my life, but that there, hmm. I'd have to find out more about you and maybe even run a little story on you. Well, well thank you so much for the, thank you so much for the cocktail. I have left that entire life behind me. Oh, though, that's a shame. And he goes on to introduce himself. He goes, excuse me, excuse me. I'm Reginald Vasqueskin. I am the owner and operator of Eyes on Absalom. I'm sure you've read my tabloid. Oh, wow. That is impressive. Yes, oh, you yes. are ju- you are just the man that I want to speak with. Uh, really? Yes. yes. Uh, uh, um, just as a as an aside, at the mention of the newspaper guy's name, uh, Basil sort of slowly detaches from the conversation, goes out into the hall. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. <laughs> no, he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to be recognized. Oh, okay. <laughs> Got it. Okay. All right. So, so I try to. Uh, I, like I try to trade uh, story for story, and I try to get I try to pump this guy for information about the about the uh, uh, the Greys and the, the and the missing people, and to see if he knows anything about uh, about any of that. Well, you go on and you start talking to him, and one thing is he is the definition of gossip and rumor monger. And he is, he can keep up with you story for story, as he literally is the peddler of gossip at an obsolete, at a world class level. So anything you say, he can say as well. But when you start mentioning about people disappearing, one thing that you also find is that as much as you're asking him questions, he's asking you questions. He is a reporter and appears to be not only just a reporter, but an expert one at that. And he is very, very good at trying to get information from you, but you're able to keep up with him. So you, you don't go too much out of your story and your fa- your facade of what you're here for. So you're yes, not going to give up any information. I um, am trained in deception. I got deception exactly. from the and society and so I'm trying to so so I'm trying to give him just enough to keep his right. attention but not enough to actually to actually injure myself. So you're doing very well. You talk to him and he's always trying to pump you information and as soon as you talk about like missing persons he is very interested in hearing more about that. And after he hears about this and what you've been able to tell him about it, he, he goes on to say, well, uh, 
I believe that this would make an excellent story for the paper. In fact, I'm going to look into this. I have concluded that these disappearances are the work of a serial killer. That is clearly the most compelling story. That is what I'm going to go with. So yes, serial killer, disappearing people, who knows, eating them, perhaps doing some rituals with them. Who knows? That is such a, that's such a good story. You know what? He starts, pulls out his notebook. He's taking notes. He's like, this is great. This is great. He's like writing this all down. He's very interested. What am and I, it, am I able to get anything out of him? Like, does he know anything about this that I'm able, that I'm able to No, he knows this. He knows nothing. He knows nothing. In fact, this is as much as you know, is that he knew nothing. And the closest you got is that he thinks it's a serial killer. He continues to go on and thinks that it's definitely a serial killer, maybe a murder cult, but he goes, yeah, but a murder cult, I doubt it's a murder cult. He's like talking to himself. He's like, you know, murder cult, they'd be a little bit more organized and you wouldn't have uh, things reappear. Nah, it's not a murder cult. It's got to so, be a serial killer. It's definitely so a serial killer. I try to follow up that. Like, have you ever heard of rumors of a range of creatures from the Underdark? That, uh, oh, yes. Oh yes, the, the, the sneak up in the middle of the night and abduct people to perform horrible experiments upon them, and then of course their memory. Of course, of course, very very common occurrence. Very common occurrence. And I try to try to pump up for information about specifically that race of underdark dwellers. Oh yeah, in fact, he knows all about that. He goes on to tell you that um, do they have shocking white hair and pupilless eyes and hooks? So no, so he he goes on to he goes he goes oh yes yes there there are many things that live in the underdark, uh, but I I would think perhaps that it's the the Alguthas those uh, the Alguthas they're the you know those ancient alien aquatic creature they've used their cold powers to manipulate and rule large portions of Galarian both above and below the waves you know. They rule the human empire of Islanti. Mm, did you know that? I did not know that. I tried to pump up for more information about it. Um, yeah, these are the creatures that existed like 10,000 years ago before the age of man and pretty much ruled right, the right. world. And yeah, you actually Slimy do know tentacle about monsters, these. right? Right, yes. But they're very... Yeah, I, I know what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they actually, they came to existence even before the gods. So they are ancient, an ancient evil. Wait, aren't they, aren't they rumored to be the thing that like, like, like there was a meteor crash, right? That took the thing out. And aren't yes. they rumored to be like behind that? Yes. Was they're the ones, that? Yes. He's like, that's not a rumor. They're the ones that brought down the meteor that caused Earthfall. Everyone knows that. And you actually know society. That actually is well known. And Whoa. that is believed. So, yeah. So yeah, they they arrived in Galarian during the age of creation and ruled the oceans, and they. Wait, who they, is that? The Aboliths? Or the, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's the Aboliths. It's the Aslanti. They were the ones that are basically a combination of Aslanti humans, and the Aboliths. Um, but they're actually called the Algusas Empire. So it's. We now we're talking in deep lore, and I don't want to get into this level of deep lore, but they do still exist, and they still like they're very powerful. They're basically gods, almost god level, and they still exist, sort of. That you don't. They know have of. mind control power. 
Yeah. I believe. Domination, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They're very powerful. But they do rule the watery expanses of the dark lands. They claim the sightless sea miles beneath the ocean. They're, they're like they're like a Thuloid Elder Thing tier yes. creature. Yep. Yes. They are Cthuloid Elder Things, but on this planet, and they're real. <laughs> and they actually exist, and they know of them. There's not that many left, and any that do are bidding their time or doing whatever machinations they do under the waves. No one knows. Anyhow, you go into a long diatribe about all this and going into long-forgotten history of Galarian and whether or not this exists or not. But that is, he believes that is who pulling the string. After talking to this guy for a realize, you realize everything he says is always for camp value and for maximum shock value, not necessarily truth value. So, yeah. Take it all with a grain of salt. But, yeah, otherwise he has no other information. I mean, do, he, do, you guys, do you guys remember the Weekly World News? Yes. Yeah, it's Weekly World News. Weekly World News of Absalom. Yeah. Bat yeah. Boy. Yeah. Read stories about Bat Boy. Bat Boy. So so he's, he's very curious to hear more about, you know, he, he starts to really asking you questions about these missing people. He wants to know more so he can follow up. Like, he's literally starting to take notes so he can follow up and make this a story. All right, so I, I play it up and put in all kinds of deceptions so that uh, uh, it sounds. It, it, I make the I like I puff up the story and add exaggerations for him, but uh, but I put it in a direction that the story that is ultimately going to be going to write is going to be so sensational and so unbelievable. It's not going to actually impact our investigation. It's not Excellent. Reveal he, he loves it. He's just writing this all up. He's writing this all up, and he's like, "This this is great." He he. He, he's asked, of course, for your information because he wants to follow up with you as a source. Of course, you'll go Oh, yes, unnamed. yes, of course. Oh, yes. Yeah, of course, he'll be unnamed, but he wants to know all about you. So, Of course, he doesn't think it'll be very hard to find you as you are uh, you know, unique in stature, if you will. Um, but with that, it seems like you've kind of pumped this guy for about as much information. As yeah, I'm good. You can I'm get. good. I'm ready to go. Okay. Well, you got one room left unless people have another question for him. What is that room? The Maelstrom. <laughs> I'm in the Maelstrom. You walk over to the Maelstrom. Spinning multicolored lanterns paint the walls and denizens of this room in a disoriented riot of kaleidoscopic shapes. A gnome in the corner plays discordant tunes on what appears to be a pile of scrap metal. And the bartender wears an entire taxidermy swan as a hat nice nice hat <laughs> you notice also there is a very large hookah in the corner and people are walking over to take puffs on the hookah the whole room has a smoky haze to it and you're getting a contact high just by walking in here as, as a tobacco aficionado basil's gonna go take a look at the hookah <laughs> what they might be smoking okay basil give me wow what type of check would that be i guess perception perception sort of the uh the anything check in this game so you can do a perception check to see if you figure out what this is 11 i doubt i can no you can figure you don't know exactly what it is but just by the smells beyond illegal completely drug-filled den you just walked into there is two siblings 
um, right next to the hookah that seem to be like toying with it. And they look up at you, Basil, and they say, Would you like a toke? Um, I prefer to keep my senses about me and stick to the pipe weed, the, mm. the regular vintage. Pipe weed. Very well, very well. And he says, anyone up for the challenge of the Mazaluna hookah? And they, they also take little puffs from it. And you can tell they're very, very kind of out of it. Oh, Dougie is so not into that at all. That's not a scene you'll never see Dougie do. Someone going to take a puff on the hookah? Guess not. I think that's got to be uh, Basil. Oh, Basil, Basil, like I don't know, it's going to be peer pressure for this one. I don't well, they don't that. have workplace drug testing, so... That's true. All right, I'll give it a try. Ooh, they they hold it up to you. Research for the... Yeah. Yes, and, and um, they go on, they're like, hookah, 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 <laughs> and they're like, breathe it in deep. All right, the chanting, the chanting's a bit much. It, it hold it in your lungs for a good 10 seconds to get the full effect. All right, I'll give it a shot. Okay, you, you, you hold it up to your beak. <laughs> and, you, and you bring in, it's actually a very mild, very pleasant smoke. It almost tastes like candy. In fact, you're kind of startled of how, how smooth it goes down. Give me a fortitude save. Woo! 19. 19 fortitude save. Being an expert at tobacco and lived with this your entire life, you know how to handle yourself. You experience a mild, pleasant sparkle effect across your vision. And otherwise, seeing colors a little bit brighter, a little bit stronger, you, you are unaffected by this puff but you realize that a second one would probably do some serious damage to you. You're like, whoo. And the, the two brothers, you now you see their brothers and they, uh, they look at you and say, what do you think? It's pretty potent stuff. Where did you come by it? What is it? Come by it? We concocted it. Yes, yes. Chemical creativity, if you will. <laughs> we don't have a name for it yet. But we're excited to get this out onto the streets. Alchemists or botanists or... Alchemists, of course. We try to always come up with new exciting adventures for our customers. Or come up with new forms of chemical creativity for our business. So this is something you do as a hobby then? They look at each other, they go, I guess you can call it a hobby. A very lucrative hobby. <laughs> and business has been good. Oh, business has been good. With all these tourists, oh, we can't keep our current inventory in stock, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I, I, as an alchemist, I, I, does it, I wanted to run something by you. Um, I was talking to the gentleman from the Eyes of Absalom paper. And there was this, there was this interesting story about the uh, the animals running wild at the zoo, and there was there was an idea that the animals might have been poisoned. Is that sort of thing the sort of thing that alchemists would be able to do? They look at each other. They go, but of course, of course, you don't want to give our wares to animals. You could have 
unfortunate side effects. And they're looking at each other. And they're both very high right now, by the way. I mean, you, you're getting... I'm giving you kind of the uh, Cliff Notes version of what they're saying. Because they're That's kind of cool. going off on tangents and stuff. But I don't want to... I don't want to completely play that out, though, otherwise we'll be here for an hour. So, you know, they're kind of talking about the colors in the room and talking about things, and they're, you know, munching on... Little... Jerry, man. Jerry <laughs> Garcia. <laughs> yeah. They're having little munchies here and there and, and starting to talk to other people, but they're very curious to talk to you because you've, you've inhaled and held the smoke longer than anyone, so they really I'm, want to I proved myself to not be a narc. <laughs> yes, yeah, they... Uh, they're very interested to talk to you and just about stuff. But uh, are you hearing all these? Are you hearing about these people disappearing? I've I've heard that there's a lot of people just turning up missing since the festival has started. Mm, no, no, I I know nothing about that. Although I am uh, pretty sure that if you had enough of our wears you can pierce the veil in search of the truth man i tell you that's that's the best way to find what you're looking for it's just get really really high that that's what we usually do but people disappearing yeah man that's what i hear i hear they bring people down to the underdark they do these genetic experiments that's how they made those crazy races like the Scum and the Ezranki and all those crazy mysterious races. And then they look at they look at Lomang. They go, look at that guy there, man. Look at that. He's a mixed race too. Look at that. Yeah. He's one of those weirdos. Ha! <laughs> I can't argue. How do you, that. do you do you uh have you ever met our host, Mr. Hoff? Or are you Yes, of course, of course. We we sell it to Mr. Hoffman, many of his properties wholesale, because, you know, you need entertainment at as many parties. But he straight is narrow now. He never partakes. It's all for his guests. Well, it was, uh, it was pleasant meeting you. And I'm going yeah, to, man, yeah. I'm going to disengage from the conversation because it doesn't seem like these guys know much. No, yeah, I tell you, be wary of the experimenters. I don't want you to come back to us and have a eagle for a head. Yeah, maybe a, a body of a griffin. Who knows what you'll turn into. Well, an eagle almost ate my head earlier, but that was an entirely different experience. Oh, yeah, man. I had that happen to me, too, tonight. I had an eagle almost eat my head. Or did I eat an eagle's head? I don't remember. All right. <laughs> I ended up with Cheech and Chong. Lovely. <laughs> they literally are Cheech and Chong. That's their name, Cheech and Chong. Actually, it's Shemare and Halan, but yeah, Cheech and Chong, close enough. That's, that's really funny. <laughs> they don't seem to be very useful um at least for what the questions you were asking him but or them should i say but now nah, it can't all be winners so nope all right well i mean barring anything else i think we're pretty much done here i'm so ready to get out of here are we you go. ready yes okay so after going through all the rooms all the challenges and it's like four in the morning at this point. Time to head back to the station. Dun, 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 dun. Well, Basil's got the munchies, so he's gonna stop for a snack. <laughs> yeah, you guys stop at the ready. goblin pickle stand. I know. Oh, yeah, that's right, the goblin pickle stand. 
Man, fried pickles. Who'd have thought? They're Shwarma. great. <laughs> Shwarma. Shwarma. So you, you go back. <laughs> uh, you go back to the barracks, and it's pretty quiet. You guys can go to sleep. Or do you... Yep, let's go to sleep and get a level. Okay. Okay. With that, though, I do need something interesting to happen with each of you. Oh. <laughs> Hold on. I'll tell you what I mean. Yeah, rock see. rub in my Dream hair. Dream sequence, maybe? Hmm, maybe? While I, talk, while I do this, why don't you talk amongst yourselves and see if you figured out anything new or what your goal is for tomorrow. Well, I mean, are we, I mean how much of this are we allowed to follow up and on our own because i assume the next place to go would be the dreaming palace yeah that's pretty much it i mean but i mean there's always this question of are we oh. supposed to be just were we supposed to go we're supposed to follow up on what we learned or we're we just supposed to be with hoff so we need to get our orders from the sergeant or whatever yeah what you want to do is you want to go in talk to the sergeant tomorrow right now it's like four in the morning so you can get some sleep level up and then find out what you need to do but yeah i think the dreaming palace is the next major thing i mean we've had a couple points to the whole going to the undercity or whatever and looking around down there but those were mostly came from the drunk people and the sensationalist reporter so the the most concretely would be hoff himself okay you you go back and someone needs to give me a save to see if their head falls off who would that be? Let me see. Oh, it's probably Dougie. <laughs> That's Gomez. No, it's Gomez. Gomez. Give yeah. Me oh, a we forgot about Gargul or whatever. Oh yeah, hold on. Uh, oh no. Oh yes. Yeah, you no. don't. You don't need your head. It's you don't need your head. Don't worry about it. So stage one. That's where you're in now. So you go to sleep. While you're sleeping, the disease so progresses. Awful. Give me a fortitude save. Circle here, gets a square. Here, here, here we, we go. go. <laughs> oh my god, it's terrible. Not good oh enough. no. <laughs> ten. Girls a three plus seven for hey, a Do ten. I have a hero point available? Should I hero point? I think I probably should. Well, you may want to wait till later stage. It's up to you. And so it's it's like stage one only goes a certain distance though, right? My head doesn't pop off now. It's like it only goes No, no, you take a while. So you um well let's see how long stage two lasts for. Okay. You should probably hero point this. So you, um, you, you, here's, here's what happens. You're up to stage two and stage two is, are you ready? I'm ready. Your hair falls out. Oh, I have no hair. Oh, he has no hair. So that's fine. Yeah, you're fine. You're fine. Maybe, maybe it means that <laughs> it's no the problem. Hair, maybe it's the hair in your ears. Maybe that, I, I think, that... are my ears getting bigger? Cause I think my ears get bigger and that becomes the wings. Um, yeah, don't worry about that. Uh, so anyhow, you uh, you, you, you wake right. up in the morning. I, I, I'm fine. I'm fine. It's all not, all I, I had some bad out. dreams. It was fine. All the hair. Like, there's a lot of hair, like loose hair in the bed. And you had a dream sequence of flying. Like flying up in the air and eating people and drinking their blood. But don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. But the rest of you, ding and ding and ding, all become level three, which is a big deal because now you got the level two spells. I tell you, you got all the special abilities. I don't I have tell spells. You. I got very little this level, actually. Yeah, Gomez has really cool things. So when he turns into something and kills you all, he'll be great at it. It'll be so much fun. Yeah, um, this was not uh, a, a wow 
uh, episode for me to get to level three. I basically yeah, I got what. Well, I even levels do you get, are good. Do you for want me. to talk about uh, what we got? Or yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys all get up. You feel stronger. And think about this. This is literally day three on the job. So day one, <laughs> level. Day two, level. Every day you're on this job, you get a level. That is how it works when and you are you get in a level. Watch. You get a level, and you get a level. <laughs> it's pretty like crazy, it. actually. So, um, and you also had some loot and some gear, which we'll go through. Let's first go through what did you level up if you wish to go through that with everybody, or what did you do to make yourself stronger? All that. Who kind of do stuff. you want to go? I can go. I can go next. Um, as an automatic, I got the class skill Keen Recollection, which basically lets me do untrained knowledge checks with my level instead of plus zero. So now I am just generally better at remembering things, even if I don't specifically know them. So that's kind of neat. Um, my skill increase is I went with Arcana. So I have a sort of theory that I might get into making our own runes. Even if we do live in Absalom, I just, I don't know. It felt like something to flesh out the character. Also, I might want to play up some wizard stuff later, and so Arcana might play into that too. I have a general feat, which would be, it seemed like a good investigator flavor, so I took Read Lips. So now I can, like, eavesdrop on conversations, even if I can't hear them, I can read their lips. That seemed like a handy thing. And then the one that's going to be most useful for combat uh, investigator gets something called skillful lessons, which is a skill feat at pretty much every odd level. And so I took continual recovery, which is the one that lowers the, the timeout on treat wounds to 10 minutes from an hour. Oh, wow. So I now took I can too. already, I can already do treat wounds on two people and now I can do it every 10 minutes. Nice. I can't do my, I still can't do anything in, in combat because I don't have battle medicine, but I'm a lot more efficient as a healer between fights. Yeah. I, I took that, um, the 10 minute instead of an hour, uh, continual recovery. And my level three class is, uh, ed, well, my class um, bonus is I deny advantage uh, to anyone who is hidden or undetected or flanking me um, unless they're higher level or using a surprise attack. Uh, I'm not flat footed against them. So that's, uh, that's, that's a little uh, bonus for me. Who's next? How about low man? Low man. I, 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 I got a rock. Um, got a rock. <laughs> I didn't get much. Um, I did get expert trained athletics, which is nice. I think that probably everyone got an, ex an expert thing for their skill. Yes, they did. Expert. I'm expertly trained in athletics, which is, which is cool. It helps my jumping. Um, and the, I got a general feat, and it was, I took toughness. Uh, just because hit points are good, and also I think toughness lets you recover uh, better. Yep. If yep. you, it's like a DC check of nine plus your dying condition value yes. to yes. to uh, stabilize. I guess. Yes. Now you have a you have a mountain full of hit points. So I have I do have a good a good chunk of hit points, but yeah, uh, you have a ton. I mean, I'll need them all. And that's about it. I don't think I got anything else. I, oh, my AC went up slightly. And Gomez too. Gomez. Gomez. Now this is these spellcaster. So the odd levels are the big levels. So he. I'll, I'll actually start with my other stuff here. Hold on, wait. Let me find my character again. I was looking for, like I was trying to see where my feats are, because I got the. Uh, I, I just got another level in uh, sorcerer, and uh, so I got 
uh, lasting coercion. So now I can do the cop thing where we intimidate the suspect and I increase my intimidation. So now we can do the cop thing where I intimidate the suspect and then we can set him, send him away and it doesn't, it doesn't last an hour or more. Now it lasts a week. So he can like go and be friendly for a week nice. and, go, and go and do things. Um, rather than getting slotted a enhance like a, a leveled up version of a spell i had the uh a sorcerer ability that i could do it on the fly for two spells and it designated heal and uh shocking grasp as ones that i can cast at a heightened level and uh so better heal more better heal so yeah. now so now so now it's two dice and if i use the two action one it's it's an additional eight points so it'd be right. 16 points but it does take up your second level slot it does take up one of your you cast it at second level so right it does use right. up it's right. it's basically free ability to level up your spells it's very useful um especially for healing but right. you still only have three level two spells Right. right now, so if you do and, it, you lose one of those spells. Right, and all. and those and those level two spells that I'm never going to cast because I'm always going to be using heal for them <laughs> are <laughs> are web resist energy and flaming sphere, which for me, oh. because of my style, it's actually a big rock that rolls around and hits people. I like that one. That's always a good one. Okay, so so you wake up and a few things. First of all, you actually have some loot. And because you are in adventuring mode, you can keep this or turn it in however you want. This is this is considered adventuring type gear. So, I mean, you could report it, but you don't actually have to turn this in because you found it off monsters and dead creatures, not off suspects or anything like that. So what did we get? You got, I will give you the quick rundown. You found a full plate of armor. You found the tower shield. You found the plus one mace. You found some weird poison. You found nine daggers. You found some other weird drugs. You found the bag of holding, type one. Bracers of missile deflection, which Mr. Gomez is wearing. And the ever-burning torch. So you can probably turn in the, the drugs, um... You know, and find out what they you can either, you don't need to identify them. I mean, you can have the crime lab do it for you <laughs> if you wanted to. You don't actually because you actually need alchemy, and none of you have that, I believe, um, to do it. It's like you actually need a special ability to identify potions, drugs, things like that. Uh, it's actually alchemy, and none of you have that. So, Jason, is you... that something uh, Basil might pick up at some point? Not any time in the immediate future. Okay. Now. Yeah. Right. It, it's it's not the most important thing, and you do need an alchemist set as well. So you can have the drug lab do that. But yeah, so that is actually worth. Let's see. I mean, the the you know the plate armor. If you sell it, it's worth fifteen. Yeah, we're gonna sell that. Worth five. Chris, do you want the shield? No, I didn't use any of that stuff. Yeah, nope. okay. Yeah, we solved both of those. All right. Now, so. the rune, the plus one rune on the mace, I wouldn't yes. mind having. Unless... Yeah, you can have that moved over. It's just 3.5 gold to move it onto anything you want. But you already have a plus one on your um, on your fists. I do, but I don't have a plus one on my crossbow. 
Oh and you God. and you also bought a light crossbow, I did. regular. So you, have... I would think I'd want to put it on the light crossbow. Sure, put it on the light crossbow. Why not? Are you gonna Are you gonna do that? They'll do it for you. Unless Here... someone else wants it. I mean, I don't know. Not too many. I mean, no, I think everyone, would... else, everyone already already has plus one stuff, right? Yeah, I want to keep the bracers of missile deflection, and that's it. I'm out. I'm not. Uh, that's the only thing. I want, I want the uh, ever burning torch for. Yeah. Uh... and we should keep for the party the bag of holding, definitely. Oh yeah, that. And sell everything else, like the regular mace. Like I'll take the rune, switch it to light crossbow. Um, regular mace is what? Oh, regular mace. It's worth like a oh, buck or something. Or something. Now. Yeah, it's worth nothing. All right, poison and the drugs are probably worth nothing, right? Well, maybe. The poison, um, maybe. you you bring it over to the lab and they'll figure it out and just give you the equivalents. But you know, there's like they're basically poisons. You know, they're drugs and poisons. Um, you could use them on your own if you wanted to. If you're very interested, um, but they're probably worth about thirty gold. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't. I don't deal with any of that stuff. Okay. I have a pure body. I only eat tofu. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and leaves. <laughs> um, poison and daggers. We get rid of those. No one wants those, right? Probably not. Nope. No. All right. So, sell, so basically, sell everything except for the magic items. That's pretty much it. Um. So Dougie has about sixty-five gold. Basil's about forty-five. Lomang has about seventy. And Gomez is 24. Actually, you have a little bit less than that because it costs 3.5 to move over the rune. So let me just do that quick. So take off like one gold for everyone, basically. It's a little bit less than one. So, but And also, what you see below is you have a couple of lesser healings and all those scrolls. That's it. You guys used up a lot of healing in that uh, in that uh, a dungeon below the ground. Don't forget. <laughs> That's true. You did. Okay, so do you want to? Can we take care of selling or, or buying? I already things? sold it. That'd well, be, why don't I you? Mean... You should probably meet up with Ola first thing in the morning. Okay, and, let's and, do uh, that then. All right. Fine. So, so once again, you meet up with Ola, and he uh, he wants to have a full report of everything that happened. He's very excited to hear uh, all that occurred in the. Uh, in the uh the, the house of planes he's quite curious and uh what what you, what you find out what you find out we committed a lot of crime <laughs> <laughs> don't tell him that That's yeah, not yeah I, don't, I don't tell him that no. yeah well what, what what can i say a den of iniquity nothing but surrounded by criminals uh, it's enough that i can wash the stench off of all the filth crime and uh debauchery uh, yes, yes, of course, of course. Uh, I knew that going in. This is why uh, I guess the disguises work. No one, no one was able to figure out who you were. No one knew who we yeah. were. Yeah. If, and if we could go, if we I could just like, so. if, if we could, if we could arrest every person for every crime that we personally witnessed, we would, we, we, we would be working for a month. Yes. Ah, uh, well, you know, unfortunately, those are some of the most powerful people in Absalom, and uh, you think that being the rooks that you are, but I tell you right now. As soon as we arrested them, they'd be out on bail before lunch, and the charges would all mysteriously disappear. That's the revolving door justice. That's outrageous. Oh uh, well, we you know that's town. that's a that's a whole other the story. We can only control what we control, and right now that's the precipice quarter, and the right. festival. But with that, uh, looks like you made it into the paper once again. And with that, he like throws out the paper and shows you. Oh, I, really? I add plus one to my jaded cynicism. From that. <laughs> I don't like all this publicity. We gotta try and keep it down. 
I hope it's not a drawing of me smoking the weed. No, it's another one. Eyes of Absalon. Construction stalled as workers bargain for their lives, held hostage by kobolds. Then it shows a picture of three workers being held by knife point by a kobold. Because believe it or not, that still was yesterday. Because <laughs> you've had the longest days in the history of, of yes. forever. Or making, um, yeah, making the yeah, every day. That was just yesterday, that whole pagoda thing at like going and rescuing the hostages so eyes on absalon i tell you you guys are you're becoming minor celebrities but it doesn't mention any of you by name it just mentions various activities so you're still completely anonymous it's just the most scandalous parts because this is a total rag but right. uh it. it looks it's very accurate right there the picture looks great Cobots were just misunderstood yes 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 but it's like, that's two days in a row. You're getting quite popular, I must say. You seem to be taking the A-plus cases, but... Well, I do explain to him, like, give him a basic synopsis of what we discovered in terms of the missing workers and whatnot. It sounds like our strongest lead uh, is the one at the Dreaming Palace Hotel or lodging. And there's a lot of talk of Underdark stuff, but I don't know. It seems a little far-fetched. A lot of theories, but a lot of people have gone missing from all different areas. Hmm. Uh, we, we do. We tell, do tell them flat, flat out that uh, uh, what's the head of the place put them up at that hotel. Hoff. Yeah, Hoff. Yeah. Just they're, like there, like our primary mission. Here, here is the Even result. He, he claims that they were they're staying there. Yeah, and he says, "Well, you know, I tell you, uh, that sounds like the strongest lead." Um, hmm. Play uh, let me look this up. And he goes over to sort of the paperwork and he, he, he looks around and he goes, Oh yes. I, I see here. Uh, this, that's a, uh, is owned by one Hendred Pratchett. And, uh, yes, uh, know nothing about him. He's looking at, it, he says, I know no information about him whatsoever, but yes, he seems to be the proprietor of the dreaming palace. I guess that would be, uh, the first place to start is to go. What's over his there name? And- Hendred Pratchett. Uh, we could we could say we're conducting a routine safety and hygiene inspection. Hmm, I doubt that would that would go over very well. I I would think that you would probably be able to just oh I don't know perhaps just ask to look around or perhaps to... I was going to say Hoff said they were there, so it's not like it's not like their presence there is being hidden in any way. Right. That's true. Yeah, what's our goal? Our, our goal is to our, is our goal to bring it. You want us to bring him in? You know, like we know where these these dwarves are. You want us to bring him in? Well, what do you want us to do? Well, I would say perhaps that you uh, just investigate the hotel and see if you can find any leads on these missing persons. Perhaps any gear or something tangible that we can actually do a more thorough search of the hotel. So, so just so just reconnaissance and confirm their location. Now that you mentioned gear, there was also a rumor that a, or a batch of miners gear went up for sale on the black market fairly recently. Hmm. Well, again, that sounds mighty fishy. I, I would watch myself at that uh, Dreaming Palace. Perhaps there's more going on there. Perhaps they were just hawking it, trying to get some extra coin. Maybe they were out on the town and that gear can be worth quite a pretty penny. So who knows? Who knows? It's hard to, can't really jump to conclusions, but I would, 
probably start with just investigating the hotel, seeing if you could maybe check out their logbook or find out any information about them or any of the other missing cases. But yeah, could you provide us with any pretext for our actions? Like, like, are, like, are there papers in order? Are there any outside? There's always, there's always some inspection or something or like some some taxes that are still due or something and like every every business has something well he looks at it he goes no in fact this is a very recently opened he's, he's looking at the history he says no this place has only been an open for a couple of months uh, as many of the as many of the businesses here it looks like they're in a quiet junction of osprey lane and uh sabaton road Looks like it was only opened a few months ago, probably in preparation for the Radiant Festival, as many, many establishments were. But no, everything is in order. In fact, they have more than everything in order. This appears to be as clean as a whistle. Hmm. All right, and, and wait, oh, wait I'm, I'm actually making an assumption here. Uh, like, I, I'm getting the impression that we're supposed to be covert. Like we're supposed we're supposed to find out this information without 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 revealing the fact that we're conducting an investigation. Well, no, you can just walk in and just you can actually just go in and just say. Oh well, then with the, okay, sorry. Oh like, yeah, no, 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 you don't have miners are missing and. We're oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like, you definitely don't. Hey, where are the miners? No, no. We go to the front desk, and it's like we're conducting an investigation. We need to find. We we need to find these people. We hear that. We see that they're here. Here's our credentials. Let us see your books. Yeah. Like, like 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 the police do. Yes. Oh yeah. No. Totally up and up. You don't have to do any subterfuge or anything. You could just literally walk in and just talk to them, which is all he's saying. Oh great. All right. So let's and do he's that. saying like, and you know, obviously what you were talking about might help if you wanted to investigate deeper into the uh into the hotel but otherwise no no you should be fine uh he's looking at uh dougie and gomez especially gomez who's looking a little gaunt and he says uh are you okay uh did did, did you have any uh diseases on you or anything you know you know we have a healer uh, here we can take care of that probably uh, oh it's yeah. been a long night and we've been through a lot i actually would like yeah. to see the, see the doc i would like to see the doc if i could i've had this disease so long i forget where i even got it <laughs> he, he looks at your arm and where you got bit he goes oh that looks like a ghoul looks like oh that's ghoul. right yes i remember the ghouls yeah we don't want you turning into a ghoul and yeah we don't like that another uh, pandemic Yes. So let's go. Let's go see the doc. Let's go see the yeah. medic. Healer, heal myself. Okay. Um, so you, you go see the doc and the medic, and of course, he looks at you and he says, "Oh, look at that! Look at that! Yep, yep, got some uh, some disease cases in here." He says, "You know, you gotta be more careful. We're gonna have to take this out of your pay." Remove disease. He's like, you know, I, I think I should be able to take care of it. Good news is that if it doesn't work, I'll keep casting it till it does. 18 gold each, please. Oh my god. Oh, we have a really crappy uh, benefits program here. Yeah. yeah. This is terrible. Yeah. All right. Well, uh... and he says, and meanwhile, there's a there's a there's an issue of the eyes of Absalom. The last two issues on his desk, and he's like, I don't know. You you two seem to be doing mighty well. He says, wait until you have to get resurrected if you think that's expensive. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess you guys don't believe in OSHA. It was like on the job training. Like it's like it's, it's, we got this at the line of duty, and we don't get it. It's like it, the, you would think that it would be gratis. It's like that's you're right. 
The gratis is if I fail, I don't charge you for a recast. Okay, oh, God, uh, yeah, awful. I'll take it. I'll just take it. I'll pay it. There's nothing. Yeah, I you don't want to risk this. it. You don't want to. Yeah, it. yeah, sure. And it's how much? It's eighteen. Well, do you want to take it out of party loot? I mean, uh, I'll pay out of my own pocket. I'm fine. Care. That's fine. He's like, oh, okay, okay. Let me let me do the little uh, spell. Zippity zob, zippity zoob. Remove this disease from this noob. <laughs> it's eighteen. How much is it? Oh, I had terrible rolls. It still works no matter what. Um, yeah, eighteen each. It's a third level spell, man. It's expensive. This, this is this is why we need national healthcare. This is wow. this, this is the reason. Yep, it's eighteen gold each. Ouch. I mean, you could risk it. It's up to you. Uh, no, that's fine. You sure? The yep. the Vargul thing. The next stage is your victim ears grow into leathery wings. Tentacles sprout from your chin and scalp, and your teeth become long, pointed fangs. That'd be fun. Uh, this is from the. That's that. That's for that's for uh, Seth. And then oh, Seth. Like, I gotta four. tell you though, I this I thought this was a fantasy game. This is too much like my real life. This is too much. This is too much like going to the doctor in the United States. Is there, uh, is there a copay involved? <laughs> I know, seriously. No, there's not. Uh, the whole thing is a copay. I'm just uninsured. I just have to go and pay. <laughs> So I do. Do I have something different? You have you have a thing that turns you into a ghoul, but it's the same cost. So it's the so. same cost. Uh, you know what? I'm stage one though. I think you you he go he's he can tell you what's gonna happen if you don't want to do it. He is a doc. He goes well. Oh yeah yeah. Tell me what happens. Stage two for stage four for the Varghuls, your mind will recess into a vicious and unintelligent shell. And then your uh, head breaks free of your body and then dies and you start killing people. So, you know. Um, although I will say, if you stay in sunlight, it does halt the disease. So as long as you can always stay in daylight, you should be okay. Well, wait a minute. I got bit by a ghoul, not far Oh, the ghoul, ghoul, yeah. Well, yeah. ghoul, let's see. Well, you know, today, no problem. But one day you say, huh, I got bit last night. So tonight, you know. Maybe you take, eh, who knows, 15, 20 points of damage and healing doesn't work on you anymore. You know, you have that for a couple of days. You can just keep getting more and more damage and you can't be healed. Uh, and then you die. And then you uh, raise as a ghoul. There you go. Uh, let's see. Um, yeah, I'll pay it. It's like, oh, that's a wise choice. Yes. Zippity zap, zippity zoop. Cure this guy of the vicious soup. There you go. I'm skeptical about this man's medical credentials. But yeah, okay. this is this is that's some poor um, chanting. And actually, you're on your own time. You're going to a party, and so you're not really on the clock. What are, you, are you talking? <laughs> what are you? Are you crazy? This, is a, this whole thing is a goddamn mission. After five p.m., it doesn't count. It is. It is. It is funny though. It is. It is a different. Is a completely different. Uh, arrangement though because it's it's also like we get paid by our fines right you know so yeah it's, like, it's, it's, yeah. it's a crazy it's all, arrangement it's, it's, yeah it's all over the place i mean it's it's kind of like you know you turned in some stuff that had value like drugs and stuff and then you get you you could and then you get your medical care you know we're contractors yeah we're, we're, con we're contractors that work on commission with no benefits Okay, so now that you got everything straight away, and, a and the company store is the company store. <laughs> That's right. The company, company store is literally a company store. Um, 
They do Tops have a are few. Owned by OCP. It's OCP. <laughs> <laughs> well, who's OCP are you, RoboCop? You're going to be yes. turning into RoboCop. If you die, <laughs> they're going to they're going to take your body and turn you into. You'll be half mechanical machine, half machine. I would love that. That actually would be very cool. <laughs> wasn't Cyborg. that wasn't that Cheddar? Wasn't Cheddar half uh, half Goblin? So, oh, bit, sorry. Yeah. So that's Gomez. Gomez. percent Goblin. Gomez. You'll be the new Cheddar. Ugh, God. That would be so funny. Okay, so I gave you what you have, and you have a lead, the Dreaming Palace. Sergeant Olo says, you don't have to do your rounds today. Why don't you uh, rest up a little bit? You know, by now, by the way, since you've slept all day, it's like noon, one o'clock, so you have some time. So you're all healed up. Get what you need and head on over. We do that. <sighs> Actually, well, well no, we want to get anything. That's my yeah, question. Yeah, we're going to buy stuff. That's With right. what? I got. I, I'm tapped out. Uh, I gave you money. You see what I'm I, I know. And I spent it getting getting this Vargul crap off of me. Uh, well, I got money for healing potions. That's pretty much it. Well, let's see. Well, Dougie has about forty-seven gold. Basil has forty-four gold. Lomang's got almost seventy gold, and Gomez has five. <laughs> And Gomez, you can get a minor healing potion. Oh, yeah, no, I, I, how I, great I, is that? I, I, might, I might need to pay for dinner, so I'm gonna keep my. I'm not. Uh, I'm not buying anything. I'm feeling I'm... like I'm gonna get two of the better potions, the twelve gold potions, plus one light crossbow, which I will forever forget at home again. Yeah, you'll forget. You'll forget bolts is what you'll forget. Yeah, you don't like crossbows, though, do you? Well. Until they start doing damage, they're not on my, uh... They do 1d8. They're on everybody's pay-no-mind list. Yeah, but what if something's all the way over there and up there? Uh, then... I don't worry about them. <laughs> <laughs> what if that thing is flying at you? Yeah, that's not a good thing, though. So who bought what? I... Okay, uh, Dougie bought four of the four gold healing potions... Okay. And two buy the of the on. 12 gold healing potions. It is funny. You buy you buy those crap healing potions that heal you one point of damage, but you don't like a, a 1d8 crossbow bolt. Yeah, that's a good point. They do pretty much, yeah. So what, what did Basil buy? I'm just going with two of the 12 gold potions. Anyone else? Nope. I'm, I have one, and that's all I'll ever need. Okay. Anything else for anyone? Are you ready? Ready. I'm ready. Ready. You've been listening to Roll for Combat, Agents of Edgewatch. If you have a question or comment for the show, please visit us at rollforcombat.com. You can also find us and play various games on our Discord channel at discord.rollforcombat.com.